You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, the only national program focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues from a union perspective. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR and the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Radio Foundation. On the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. In this program, we hear from the Employment Industrial Law Solicitor, Mackenzie Wakefield, on the National Tertiary Education Union's case against Queensland University of Technology and the larger problem of job insecurity in Australia's universities. But first, some union news. The CPSU, the Community and Public Sector Union versus Serco, mobile speed camera operators employed by Serco took 24 hours strike action on the 31st of the 1st in an escalation of their campaign for better wages and improved safety. The CPSU expected up to 200 workers to participate in the industrial action, more than half the workforce. Workers rallied outside Serco's offices in Tullamarine in Melbourne to underline the demand. The Electrical Trade Unions and the AMWU, the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union, uh, working for BAE Systems Henderson Shipyards, a hundred workers walked out of BAE Systems Henderson Shipyards in Western Australia on the 21st of the 1st. It's been reported that the unions met with BAE Systems on the 18th of the 1st, but an agreement was unable to be reached. Workers want a 9% increase in the first year and 5% in each of the following two years. Bay E Systems is only offering 10% over three years. The MUA has reached a significant in-principle four-year agreement with DP World, facilitated by the Fair Work Commission, marking the end of all industrial action. The agreement replaces the previous contract that expired in September 2023. It includes key provisions aimed at ensuring fair compensation, enhanced safety measures, effective fatigue management, along with guarantees of job security and work-life balance for employees. The agreement needs to be taken to the workers for a vote. The SSTUWA, which represents teachers in Western Australian schools, committed to work bans prior to the school term starting on the 31st of the 1st due to negotiations with the department dragging on. The union's directive 
advises members not to participate in performance reviews or to attend staff meetings outside of working hours. The teachers' agreement expired in December. The union is seeking a 12% wage increase over the next two years. The Queensland Teachers' Union in Rockhampton, Serena and Bayala State High Schools are taking one-hour stop work actions in the first week of February in an attempt to have the Department of Education act on teacher vacancies. The schools are each facing vacancies of up to 11 teachers. The QTU has asked for the support of teachers, parents and the community, but has warned that unless the department offers effective solutions, QTU members will not be on duty during the stoppages. The Rail, Tram and Bus Union, RTBU, versus Metro Tasmania. The RTBU's January Journal reports that the union has negotiated MOU, the Memorandum of Understanding with the Metro Tasmania, which will facilitate a 10% temporary pay rise for bus drivers. The workers will start work on a log of claims and start negotiating an EBA this year, and the Memorandum of Understanding is seen as a quick way for workers to pocket a pay rise, which would then be enshrined in an EBA. The AMWU Australian Manufacturing Workers Union members at B&D Doors in Thomastown in Melbourne announced on social media that they have reached an agreement with B&D Doors. The dispute has been running for several months with industrial action starting in August 2023. <laughs> Multi-employer bargaining, CSOA, HSU and AEU. Following the Albanese government's changes to multi-employer bargaining, the ASU, the Health Services Union, and AEU, the Australian Education Union in Victoria, have launched a contested bid for a multi-employer agreement with 19 NDIS providers. The Colliery Staff and Officials Association, the CSOA, part of Professionals Australia, is also pursuing multi-employer bargaining for 216 supervisors working at five mines in New South Wales. <laughs> Safe Work New South Wales. The ABC has shared information from submissions it has seen to a review into Safe Work New South Wales. The CFMEU described the regulator as unwilling and absent and detailed horrific incidents where Safe Work failed to attend the sites. A submission from the New South Wales Workers and Midwives Association details an incident where a nurse was assaulted by a patient, resulting in a fractured orbital socket. When this was reported to Safe Work New South Wales, the person taking the call said there was nothing that could be done about patient violence. 
that a skull fracture was not a notifiable incident and that the regulator would not look into the incident unless the union tried to resolve the matter with the employer first. Not a dispute, but important information for workers to know. Regulators, as they take currently stand, crucial work is being undertaken by unions and HSRs to rectify the situation. You're listening to Stick Together, Worker Stories and Union News, broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. You are listening to Stick Together, Worker Stories, Union News and Social Justice Issues on the Community Radio Network. You're with Annie. Despite the long years of study and performance review, workers working in universities in Australia struggle against casual contracts and wages theft. Today we hear an interview Kanana Butt from 3CR's Tuesday Breakfast team did with Employment and Industrial Law Solicitor Mackenzie Wakefield on the National Tertiary Education Union's case against Queensland University of Technology and the larger problem of job insecurity in Australian universities. In the next segment, uh, we have Mackenzie Wakefield, who is an employment and industrial law solicitor at Morris Blackburn Lawyers. Uh, Mackenzie assists employees and unions with a range of legal disputes that can arise at work. I spoke with Mackenzie yesterday about the work she is doing acting for the NTU, the National Tertiary Education Union, in a federal court application against the Queensland University of Technology over the university's use of dodgy fixed-term contracts. Right, so very excited to have uh, Mackenzie Wakefield with us uh, today. Mackenzie, can you start by telling our listeners a little bit more about your work with the NTU, the National Tertiary Education Union, um, and what your role has been in working on cases with them? Sure. So I'm a lawyer at Morris Blackburn Lawyers, and we work closely with the NTU um, in relation to the complex litigation and, and claims that they bring um, regularly in the higher education sector. So they've been involved in some really important work um, with underpayments and wage theft in the higher education sector. So we assist where we can with complex litigation, and um, we are specifically assisting the NTU with this claim in the Federal Court of Australia against QUT in relation to uh, these dodgy fixed-term contracts that they've been employing uh, their academics on. Yeah, and we'll definitely get into a little bit more about that um, case. Just a little bit of background first. So, uh, last year on uh, December 6, there were changes to the Fair Work Act, which came into effect. Um, And I believe that included limiting the use of fixed term contracts for what was actually ongoing work. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about those changes and what significance they might have for people in precarious roles? Yeah, so... um... 
the Secured Jobs Better Pay amendments came into effect last year. And in relation to fixed-term employment specifically, the amendments prohibited employers uh, continuously employing people on fixed-term contracts for more than two years where they're doing essentially the same work. The issue um, for the higher education sector, unfortunately, is that it doesn't apply to positions that are funded in whole or in part by government grants, um, which of course many research grants are um, allocated for up to five years. So there's still a lot of uncertainty to be resolved in relation to how those amendments Um, affect the higher education sector specifically. Um, But as a whole, they're really positive changes. We know that insecure employment has really significant impacts on not only our economy, but on a more granular level, the mental health of particular workers who are doing the same work day in, day out, um, but don't know know, when their employment is going to end, if they're going to have a job next year. So overall, the changes have been um, positive, but there's still quite a bit to be resolved in terms of how it's going to deal with the higher education sector. Yeah, and what it seems like we're seeing um, in higher ed and and in other sectors as well is this sort of um, tiered system where you've got some people on um, secure work and then you've got often um, younger people, casuals, um, who are, I guess, um, experiencing really poor conditions. Do you notice um, anything in your work in terms of the makeup of those or the demographics of those in insecure work? Yeah, we know it's it really covers a lot of people. And when we talk about the higher education sector in particular, um, it doesn't uh, necessarily discriminate on you know age or, or particular roles. Um, the NTU estimates that less than one in three employees in the university sector is secured in, on a secure basis. So it's absolutely rife throughout the university sector that people are increasingly employed as casuals or on these dodgy fixed-term contracts contracts, um, which has really, really significant impacts on not only their life and and how they, uh, you know, go about their careers and their day-to-day work, but also on the economy and also on, you know, education um, and the way that that's delivered in Australia as well. Mm, Exactly. It's going to mean um, difficult or um, worse outcomes often for students and for the whole learning environment. As you said, we're seeing um, these problems in terms of precarity becoming the norm, um, things around wage theft and um, a lot of sort of scandals in the media and maybe more mainstream attention on these issues. And we're also seeing um, some wins with um, NTU action and court cases. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about the um, case that your firm's been involved in um, against the Queensland University of Technology and these dodgy fixed-term contracts? Yeah, absolutely. So we are representing the NTU on behalf of three of their members. So um, three academics who have been employed with QUT for years and years in the same role, so as STEM educators. So they were involved in providing ongoing academic support to students. Um, And when I say they've been employed for years, um, Dr. Burfin had been there almost five years, Dr. Devine had been there almost 10 years, so really significant 10 years at the university. Um, The practice which is at issue in the proceedings is that 
where most workers who are employed for such extended periods of time are generally employed on an ongoing basis as permanent employees. Um, the claimants in our claim were engaged uh, on consecutive numerous fixed-term contracts. So despite their roles and their work being ongoing for years and years and needed and required by the university, their employment was insecure. And sometimes they would only get their next contract, you know, just weeks or days before their current contract ended. Um, so that obviously has really significant impacts on their day-to-day -day life. Um, but it also means that when their roles were made redundant and we know that universities restructure pretty regularly, um, when there was a restructure that meant that these roles were no longer required, they weren't eligible for redundancy entitlements, um, which would usually follow a worker's role being made redundant. And these are really significant entitlements. Um, for each of the claimants, it's worth between you know, $65,000 and $100,000 each. So really significant redundancy entitlements that they weren't eligible for simply because the you know, QUT had been engaging them on fixed-term contracts. So not only is that uh, unfair, we also say it's unlawful. Um, the claimants' employment were governed by enterprise agreements. Um, and in those agreements, QUT had committed to offering ongoing employment as the default, right, wherever possible to specifically avoid job insecurity and job losses. Um, those agreements do allow for fixed-term contracts, but only in very certain circumstances. So, for example, where... Uh, an academic is engaged uh, to perform a specific task which has a known start date and a known end date um, or where the funding is external. So the university has no control over um, how long the, the work or the role is going to be funded for. So those are very limited circumstances uh, and the enterprise agreements say that QUT will not use fixed term uh, appointments to fill ongoing positions or for ongoing work other than in those circumstances. But um, as our claim argues QUT has routinely used those fixed term appointments outside of those particular circumstances, um, which is inappropriate, uh, it's unlawful, and it's really materially hurt these claimants. Mm, yeah, 100%. And it sounds as though this is just sort of the top of the iceberg in terms of the people around Australia who are going to be in these sorts of uh, situations. So um, have you had any outcomes um, yet in terms of this case? No, so we're still in the fairly early stages of the proceedings, um, but we're hopeful that uh, as the proceedings progress, um, we'll make some real progress that will um, lead to hopefully this practice being stopped in its tracks and universities realising that they can't continue to employ people insecurely uh, to do work that's ongoing and required by the universities. And just thinking about how, yeah, how these sort of individual cases do make bigger change, how does that generally happen in terms of do universities see the response to this and then um, think about their own uh, employment contracts? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's ideal is that they, uh, you know, use these cases to really take a closer look at their practices and the way that they are um, complying or not complying with their lawful obligations. Um, we're obviously seeking significant um, compensation for the claimants, um, which is just the entitlements we say that they would have been entitled to at law anyway. Um, but also these claims do give rise to really important conversations about 
what our higher education industry is or sector is looking like and the practices of universities generally. And that public pressure is is really important to have those sorts of conversations. Um, and it also speaks to broader, you know, social issues. The first is your freedom of speech and, and of academic debate. Universities are places where we expect to have, and many people would say we benefit from having robust debates about new ideas and policies and change, um, sometimes ideas that university higher-ups don't particularly agree with. Um, and if you're on a contract that ends in a couple of months and there's no guarantee that you're going to be extended, um, you're going to be much less likely to rock the boat by engaging in those sorts of conversations. So there are real material impacts of this sort of insecure employment on academics and on the education, higher education sector generally. And so we're hopeful that bringing claims like these really gets those conversations started and forces these universities to take a proper look at how they're treating their workers. Mm. Yeah. And what you've said seems so important in terms of, yeah, workers who are in this really vulnerable and dependent position. Um, and we want critical thinking and change in universities. So yeah, it, it seems like such um, an important case. Um, and so I guess then in terms of next steps, um, we're seeing a lot of different cases around um, wage theft and how that connects as well with strike action because the NTU can, you know, refer to those wins and create um, a, sort of a bigger movement um, amongst workers as well as the public conversation. Um, is your firm working on any other um, cases um, around the higher education sector and these contracts? This case is really our focus at the moment, but the NTU is constantly doing so much work in this space. I know that secure employment is one of their um, main issues that they're working to fight against. Um, at the moment, the, you know, the higher education sector, as we've seen in recent years, is increasingly sort of repositioning itself from, um, you know, organisations whose purpose it is to educate to really profit-making machines. So the NTU is doing really, really important work to um, change that and to make sure that universities' focus is really um, delivering excellent education and research and treating their workers properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's so great. Um, so in terms of listeners who might want to find out more or even um, find support if they're in a difficult position themselves, do you have any recommendations? Um, yeah, for them? absolutely. So if you're um, in the higher education sector, um, have a chat to your union. They have an absolute wealth of knowledge uh, in this area, they've seen all the sorts of different contracts that can be offered. Um, so have a chat with them at first instance, get in touch with your union delegate. Um, if you're still not sure, of course, you can get in touch with a lawyer as well. There have been a lot of changes in this industry um, and then a lot of dodgy practices by universities as well to keep keep up. So it's a complicated area if you're not sure, um, but you've just got a whiff of something being not quite right or it doesn't feel fair, absolutely get in touch with your union or have a chat to your lawyer because um, odds are uh, it probably isn't right and it probably isn't lawful. Thanks so much. Uh, that's all we have time for today, uh, Mackenzie. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we go? No, thank you so much for having me on. I, I hope that's been helpful. And look, um, we're really excited to see where this case goes and, and looking forward to really holding QUT 
into account. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 9419 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, stick together. Life is much too short to sit and wonder Who's gonna make the next move? slowly pull you under when you've always got something to prove I don't want to wait a lifetime yours or mine yours or mine see me reaching for the lifeline your lifeline your lifeline your lifeline the lifeline you say that I misheard you But I think you misspoke I hear you laugh so loudly While I patiently await the joke I don't want to wait a lifetime Not yours not mine Can't you see me reaching for the lifeline The lifeline The lifeline Your lifeline Your victims We're all laid out in a row 
and it's hardest to listen to what we already should know. I could hold out for a lifetime, yours or mine, yours and mine. see me reaching for your lifeline, your lifeline, your lifeline, the lifeline, the lifeline, your lifeline, your lifeline, your lifeline. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.